St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. teaching because he spoke with authority. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today, two coaches are going to use words during halftime to give the halftime speech of their lives, right? And it's amazing, I was talking to little kids earlier today at the uh, first service there, and I asked them, what are they going to be saying? And, and immediately, one of them, I think it was Ashley, said, uh, they're going to be telling them the strategy to win the game. And for sure, with words, the coaches are going to convey the strategy to win the game, but a good coach gets paid for more than that. I mean, it's really amazing. These two guys are not great only because, I mean, one's great maybe because he cheats. Anyhow, but uh, the, uh, they're both great because they're great at strategy. But let me tell you, to get to where they are, they're able to use words, plain old words, to change people's lives, to get them to do things and get excited about things that no one else can do. And I promise you, on Super Bowl Sunday, those coaches are going nuts in that locker room halftime, and they are giving a speech of their life using words. The power of words should be obvious. I mean, it's more important than, than facts, sadly, right? I mean, with words, you can just lift a person's day up. You can make them feel like they're the greatest. You can give them hope. You can give them peace. And with your words, you can destroy a person's life. You can make them feel this small. Just using your words. Words are that powerful, aren't they? Sadly, we so often use our words to hurt. And that we do, don't we? Well, Jesus uses his words to heal, to bring peace, and to bring hope. Talk about a halftime speech. Christ's words pump us up every Sunday, don't they? To get back at it. Today we see a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful examination of that. Luke chapter 4. All of Luke actually, when the, the gospel writers write their gospels, they're telling you facts, but frequently they also have themes that they're hitting at. In Luke chapter 4, Luke is giving you stories, real stories, but he's demonstrating the power of Jesus' words time and time again, and we see it again right here. In chapter 4, Luke tells us that he went down to Capernaum. It's another Sabbath, right? Last week we saw Jesus at his hometown, and they did not get his message, right? But now he's leaving. He's kind of going around Galilee. He's at Capernaum, a decent-sized town, and he goes to the, the uh, synagogue, because that's what you do. The Jews would go to synagogue on Saturday. They kept the Sabbath day, right? They made it holy by not doing any work, but going to synagogue and hearing God's word. 
like we do today on Sundays. And so Jesus is speaking, and Luke says they were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. When I first studied this a long time ago, the first thing I thought of and assumed was they could recognize in Jesus' voice that he knew what he was talking about. You know, as if he was there when he talked about the beginning of creation. As if he was there when Isaiah told uh, the king that God was angry with him. You know what I mean? He spoke with that kind of authority like he knew what he was talking about, right? Wouldn't you love to hear Jesus preaching instead of me? And sometimes you're wondering, I don't think Hess knows what he's talking about. But Jesus, you could just tell that he knew. And he does. He is, as John tells us, chapter 1, verse 1, he is the Word. He, through him, all things were made. He is the Word. He was the Word that came to Isaiah, that came to Jeremiah, and told Jeremiah and Isaiah what to say. He is the Word when God spoke and created all things He did it using words, didn't he? Through words, God made everything. And the word was Christ. Through Christ, God made everything. So indeed, when you hear Jesus speak, when those people heard over there in that little hick town in Capernaum, Jesus speaking in their little synagogue, they heard the one who has authored Holy Scriptures, Jesus. But I would say... When they said he speaks like one with authority. Uh, You know, also, by the way, uh, the rabbis would frequently, when they spoke or taught, they would quote uh, previous rabbis. So, you read a little bit of Isaiah, and they would go through and quote Rabbi so-and-so, and and Rabbi so-and-so, and and Rabbi so-and-so, as if you're listening there to like a lecture of commentaries using other previous rabbis for authority. That's another thing that they mean by this. Whereas when Jesus spoke, I bet he didn't quote anybody. He just said, this is how it is, right? But I don't think that's only what they mean when they said he spoke with authority. Keep reading there, right? So he speaks, they're astounded because he knows what he's talking about. But as he's there in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, let us alone. What are you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebukes him, which is something you do with words. He rebukes him saying, be quiet, get out of him. When the demon had thrown the man down before them, he came out of the guy without having done him any harm. And now they're all amazed and kept saying to one another, what kind of word is this for with authority and what? Power. He commands the unclean spirits, and out they come. And a report about Jesus began to reach every place in the region. So his word is authoritative, not just because it's true, the information is correct, and he knows what he's talking about, but his word has authority in that it does what it says. His word works. It makes things happen. Like God made things happen when he simply said, let there be light. So his son, when he says, get out of him, it happens. Jesus' words, God's word is more than just information, though it is that. 
but it's powerful and it does things to the hearer. We read on here, after leaving the synagogue, he enters, this is the greatest miracle of all, by the way, a very great example of God's incredible love. He enters Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus about her. And then he stood over her and rebuked the fever with words, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to serve them. Jesus even loves mother-in-laws. I'm joking. Of course he does. But uh, it's funny, though, that Luke puts this, puts this in here. I think Luke was astonished. Like, he went to the mother-in-law. Wow. Uh, but you see that theme. And you're going to see it next week, too. With words, Jesus casts out demons. With words, Jesus heals. His word works. That same word is what he's, been, he's given us. That's why Jesus specifically tells the church to preach. He tells the church to preach repentance and forgiveness, to witness, to speak the good word, the good news, to preach the word, Paul says. He just says that. That is how Jesus does his thing in congregations among people. That's how Jesus finds the lost, the broken people far away. You go to them and you speak God's word and it literally makes a believer. I'm I'm not kidding. Coming to faith is not a matter of thinking about both sides and intellectualizing it and making a decision for Jesus. You would never, ever make a decision for Jesus using your own brain. But the power of Christ's word breaks through, pierces through our bent perception of reality, our sinfulness, and opens us up. And gives us faith and gives us peace. His word makes believers. That's the greatest miracle of all. Forget curing a fever, casting out a demon. Jesus' word actually makes believers. That is the most powerful tool the church has is God's word. Not just because it's true and it is or information for us, but most especially his word does something to you. Casts out demons heals, but most especially gives faith. And think about this. You know, we, we look at these, these stories and we think of these demons, guys possessed by, by, uh, by demons in the uh, Gospels. We see that all the time. And I think today we think, well, there's no demons here, you know, or where are these episodes of people acting crazy, you know? But I would really caution you to thinking there's, there's no demons anymore. I've been a pastor long enough that I've seen people do crazy things, illogical things that are not beneficial to themselves or beneficial to the others. Maybe they're not foaming at the mouth. They don't look like they're on the movie The Exorcist. But they're acting like animals. That's, that's Satan's work. I've seen marriages tear apart and full of lies. And it's just ridiculous because neither of the actions of either couple really help each other at all. It doesn't make their life better, yet they keep on doing it. I've seen, I've seen that in my own life. Satan's really alive and well. Demons are everywhere. <laughs> They're not dressed up with the funny little horns and wearing a red mask. That doesn't work, right? But especially the devil and demons... Like to whisper stuff like, follow your desire, follow your instinct, whatever makes you happy. Or, you're nothing, you're worthless, 
You're just an animal. Or if with Christians, you're not forgiven. You think God loves you? You think he doesn't know what you did 20 years ago? That's how the devil works. Those voices that cause doubt in his promises. That rob us of the peace of Christ. That make people treat each other, want each other like animals. Talk about demons. <laughs> There's a particular governor, I would say, is possessed by Satan. To say and think such crazy things as to treat people like they're not human beings. There's no devil. That's why we need Christ's words. His words change things. They break through the darkness that's around us and they conquer Satan's evil lies. Even we hear, right? Jesus' words say, you are forgiven. Jesus' words say, this is not the end. I will raise you up on the last day. Jesus' words say today as we come up with our broken dreams and our problems and our sins, take and eat, take and drink. This is the blood of the Lamb shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. His words make this body and blood and give us life and give us forgiveness and give us peace. And they cast out Satan's lies that you're not loved, that you're too worthless. That you're just an animal. The power of Christ's words run this church and they run our lives and we need them. And I encourage you to be in his word because his words do that. They give us life, man. Talk about a pep speech. Talk about a halftime speech. That's what every Sunday church service is, right? You've been working hard all week, frustrated problems in the world, your own sins. You come here to hear a coach tell you... Not get out there and do better. But I'm here to tell you, Christ has done it. He has won the victory. Rest. Have peace. You're forgiven of all your sins. And he will raise you up on the last day. And just by saying that, I promise you, by speaking those words, that's not just information for your brain. By the power of the Holy Spirit, those words give you deep peace and hope. Amen? And we need them not just on Sunday, but you get to do this every day because we have the printing press. So you got a Bible that you can have at home and be reading his words and coming to Bible study. You can be in his word all the time. I really encourage you to do that because his words give life. They give hope. And they bring us in his reality, which is the only reality. The dead men will walk. The sins are forgiven. And when we doubt, we look at the one who speaks, Jesus. Bill Belichick's going to say some great things. Sean, was it McVeigh? Is that the other guy? They're going to speak some awesome things. But Christ spoke and he did. This man who says you're forgiven, put blood on the cross if you doubt him. This man, this God who says I will raise you up, rose up himself from the grave. He is risen. You can trust those words. You can hear those words. I encourage you to never, never get used to just hearing those words. We need those words as often as possible in this crazy world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.